Hey everybody, Luke here. Just wanted to jump in very quickly before this episode starts to say thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I really, really appreciate your time. You don't understand how much it means to me. I just wanted to wish you, your family and everybody else nothing but peace, love and positivity, especially in these times. Just so you're aware, this is a visual podcast as well. In this episode, we have Oshin McGrath, who is the helicopter instructor for the Irish Air Corps. So we have some really cool shots of the helicopter, the hangar, and the base itself. So if it is something you're interested in after you listen to the episode, I would recommend you check it out. You can find it on YouTube, Now We're Talking Podcast, or you can find it on Instagram, Luke.Mallon. Feel free to always reach out to me and comment and let me know your feedback. Enjoy the episode. Thank you so much. Right, okay. Dale, you ready? Happy days. And uh, you ready, yeah? We do a clap in three, two, one. <laughs> Brilliant. Oshin, thank you so much for this. No worries, you're very welcome. Um, seriously, seriously, just before we get into it, I know, welcome to Now We're Talking Episode 3, but that doesn't even matter at the moment because look where we are. Uh, we're actually in the Irish Air Base uh, here. And what's the actual location of this again? Uh, Casement Airdrome in yeah. Valdonna. Brilliant, brilliant. So Oshin here, I, I don't really want to mess up his title. I know he's a, a flight instructor, a helicopter pilot instructor. What is the official title of you at the moment? Um, I'm the officer commanding of 302 Squadron, which is the helicopter training school for the Irish Air Corps. Oh, um, brilliant. Yeah, so I'm a flight instructor, a flight examiner, um, and we train all of the helicopter pilots as they transfer from fixed wing to rotary. Right, so you're able to fly every machine that's in this, in here right now, you can fly. Yeah, well, there's two types, which, yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. What are the types? Like, what's this so one? So this here? is a Augusta Westland 139 helicopter, um, Italian made, uh, 6,400 kilograms. It's a big machine, it's used for um, air ambulance, um, military missions, roles, uh, as a hoist for search and rescue, winching. So it's kind of a clip in, clip out system where we can change the configuration quite quickly. Uh, VIP, for example, uh, it's got windows for door guns or window guns. And then the smaller one you see here is an EC-135, which is German. Yeah, so this one here I can see, this you said is for more, is this more beginner or is that just when people are, is that when people are just coming in or when they've just passed? Like, I'm not too sure how the rankings go. Yeah, yeah. I'm butchering it right now, I feel. Yeah. But what's the, what's the difference is mainly you're not allowed to fly this until you've mastered this? Yeah, so when you start helicopter flying, you'll start on the EC-135, which is just two sets of controls up the front. You have an instructor beside you. We teach you all the basics from straight and level to all the way to fast roping and parachute jumping and those things that we have to do oper yeah. operationally. Uh, and then guys usually get a bit of time on the aircraft and build their experience kind of on right. this aircraft and they kind of cut their teeth and they go off and they fly on their own and make those decisions. And after that, they, they come on to the 139 as co-pilots. And okay, and then they, they're, the main, they've got your, you've got your main pilot, you've got your co-pilot then. Yeah. And then when, at what stage then do, so how much, like how many years of training do you have to go through usually uh, before you're even, before you're jumping in a helicopter? Um, well, normally you do, you join as a, from, through a cadetship competition. So you join as a cadet and you do two years of, um, there's an eight month military training in the, in the DFTC and the Curra and Kildare. And then you come back up to Baldonnell and you do ground school training for like mm. bones of a year. And then you do flight training. So about two, two and a half years. Before of, you're actually Before in, you're qualified. Fixing and then usually you stream then to either multi-engine fixing or, or on the helicopter. So another maybe year after that, you'd be fully qualified in helicopters maybe, and then you'd move on then to the different operations then from there. So. Yeah, of course, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna take a little seat down here on, sure. a, on the helicopter itself. Um, you can pick whatever side you want, whatever's your good side, Ocean. Um, so it's up to yourself. That's obviously I'll take the left this side. side. <laughs> the left side there. Left side strong. Yeah, there behind you just because, well, yeah, uh, I'm probably not shooting up. Yeah, that's amazing, man. Like, so yeah. the, the two and a half years you have to go through all this stuff. Mm. And uh, the, uh, like, what type, do you find, like, a certain demographic coming through or a certain kind of personality, a certain, like... Yeah, uh, you know, it changes from year to year. And actually, you find, <clears throat> funnily enough, with the, cadet, with the classes, they're generally very similar. Yeah. So the characters within classes would be similar, but the classes would differ then, mm. kind of, through time. Yeah, I get you. Um, but you get a big, um, a big section Hooray. of the population. Like, yeah, 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 you get guys that could be fresh off leaving cert, like just out of leaving cert to mm. be kind of young. And then you get the guys who have gone to college, have tried working and realized that office job in for them. And then they, yeah. they want to pursue a career in flying. Like, so yeah, it changes. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah, quite, yeah. it seems to be a very exciting, I got like Bernard's our good old pal Bernard yeah, over yeah, there. Course, he yeah, is, yeah. Uh, that when we are on the last podcast, we were talking, me and him, and we were, I was saying to him that um, he gets this feeling around like, helicopters, planes, like that, he just can't, like, it's, it's just something he can't control, like, just how much he loves and how passionate yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, well, I don't think, I was saying that before we came in, 
that it's you don't fall into this you don't fall yeah. into becoming a helicopter pilot you kind yeah, of yeah. there's a bit of work behind it you know there is yeah, yeah. Like, do you know it's, it's actually funny you say that it's a it's um it's kind of an ever-changing thing like you know you say how long does it take to get trained it's like two years to get trained but like it's always learning like you know i've been flying for since 2002 like so but you, you still don't feel ever fully there's no yeah. way it could ever be fully done like yeah yeah it's, it's, it's always changing it's so dynamic as well and things change so quickly like between weather or the mission could change really quickly and you need to be able to make those decisions you can be experienced at it and maybe good at it but really there's no kind of um there shouldn't be any end to yeah exactly that's what you, like yeah. i think that's like passion is a is a big thing that's come up a couple yeah, of times yeah, in yeah. a few of the yeah. episodes and and it's something that i'm chasing mm -hmm. i will be honest with you it's something that i am chasing in my life or something that i've always found that i needed to chase and then I, uh, like uh, like i just never I was like i was like i look at other people that are passionate about things and mm -hmm. they just kind of dedicate their life towards it and for me i'm like how why don't i have that or what what, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. it that's wrong like what and it, again it's just chasing for the wrong thing yeah you know, maybe wanting something materialistic maybe something yeah. wanting to make other people proud but yeah when did you first start like when did you know that you wanted to be a, a helicopter pilot or a pilot in general okay oh, I, did, I did aeronautical engineering in college right. in limerick and i was working in airbus in toulouse in an office job in front of a computer and doing all these performance calculations and aircraft and it was great and it was exciting but I just realised it wasn't for me, like I didn't want to be sitting there doing the calculations that I wanted to be up the front. And um, so I applied for the Air Corps that year. Yeah. And it was a kind of lengthy process to get through all that summer. <clears throat> and um, got it offered, got the offer in September and just took it. And it's a big commitment, you know, you're, you're committing for, for 12 years of a contract like that you're given. And at the time it seems, it's so far away. Like yeah. how could you give that amount of time to some, some and organization? And how old were you when you went into that job? I was 22. 22, right, so yeah, you're, yeah, it's, it really yeah. is one of those, like, feels like forever yeah, <laughs> situations. Then, like, but it, then it passes so quickly because, yeah. like, it, it's all so dynamic here. And like you say, passion is just, there's a drive within the Air Corps and a passion. Everybody that's here, we, we operate at the moment in the current climate, like, with small numbers. But yes, the output and the operational output is huge, like, from yeah. the fixed wing guys, the rotary wing guys, just across even the technicians, the air crew, everybody's pulling in. There's so many moving parts, like. Yeah but everybody is equally passionate, I think, to, for one end goal, like, which is that kind of operation output, which is the air ambulances and the, mm. the firefighting during the summer and the maritime patrols and the, all these things that the Air Corps does like, on a daily basis. So, yeah. so like, let, let's bring me through, like, this is probably such a like, long-winded, like, a question that's gonna have such a, so many answers to it, but like, bring me through a day as you you, you're coming onto this base. Like the first of all, actually, I have so many questions. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm so sorry. This is amazing. Like, I've never seen anything like this like in my life, really. I can't believe I'm sitting here on his back. Fast rope arms here. Yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. out of here. Let's go for <laughs> Save some lives. <laughs> but um, let's, let's start off, mate. I'm going to get into what your day today. Uh, but let's, like, can you bring me through maybe a, a, a small breakdown of what's going on? here on this base like what's the main objective of this base that at least in the wing or the department that you're involved in well i think like i suppose the primary task of the air corps is, is in support of the, the army or the defense forces it's the core of the army so we're here to support um the defense forces we're here to support the state and that can cover anything yeah. um like the air corps our number three operations wing have primary taskings which would be army support we have secondary taskings which would be we fly the guard air support helicopters, so our rotary wing pilots fly the guard air support helicopters with the guards on board. Right. So there's all that, which is a big, I suppose. So is there a big red society. beacon in your office that just starts <laughs> going like off that. and it's yeah, yeah, down yeah, the poles yeah, yeah. on into helicopters? Radio calls, phone calls, you know, things happen quickly over there. There's a two minute response time, that kind of stuff. And then, like, when you come back in number three, then it's um, it's air ambulance, it's, um, you know, firefighting will be, I'm sure that'll kick off probably sometime during the summer. Um, just so many things going on and every day like it really when you ask the question what happens on a daily basis like we, we laugh up in the in the squadron that we have this uh, whiteboard which is the plan and it has monday tuesday wednesday thursday and it has the two aircraft and have we all have these individual little clips that we clip on for i'm taking the aircraft at nine o'clock and then you're going to take it at ten mm -hmm. and you plan and then you arrive in the morning and it's just we call it the wailing wall because every day it's like, oh my like, god, oh my god, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it just yeah. changes so quick. You could be flying on, a way, on the way to a training flight, and you get knock on the window to say, "There's an air ambulance," and it's, it's to 
Leeds or Newcastle and they're on their way and next thing you just go back up and switch around and get the crews together and then oh, that all happens really quickly as well. Yeah, and we were, we were really excited on the way up here of uh, uh, just chatting away about, you know, the fact that we get the opportunity to speak to you and my friend Edgar over there was the cameraman. He was saying, I was like, oh, what would you like to ask Oshin if you could ask him anything? And he was like, he was like, I'm just really interested in the, the mindset that it takes to keep doing this over and over again. Yeah. And I think one, you have to be very positive. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, still yeah, we yeah. have to be a hard worker, but you see that anyone I know that works in emergency services, ambulance, guards, anything like that, mm. they all have a very, like, I, f I suppose, um, a, a positive outlook on life, but they, they're able to joke about things cynically and just be like, oh, okay, yeah, we get yeah. it, we get it. Like, is that what you notice across yourself? Like, what is it? Yeah. Was, is it hard to keep that mindset every single day to come in? I don't think it is, and I think the more stuff you do and the more stuff you see, it makes you more grateful for what you have, I think. And you, we go to regularly to scenes and, and it's off of her people maybe in, in, in a bad way and in need of kind of critical care or they may have lost their life and you see those things and you kind of step back a little bit. So it, it puts things into perspective. It does, yeah, you know? yeah, very much so. And yeah. I think that's why it kind of keeps that positive attitude going where you're like, oh, I don't, either you get somebody to hospital in just that nick of time where they survive and their life gets better. That's an amazing feeling as well, even yeah. though you're not directly involved and the guys in the back, the advanced paramedics and the crewmen are doing all the, the hands-on stuff, but mm -hmm. you know, up the front we're kind of getting there. But then you have a number of people back to support staff, all the technicians and all those guys, it must get some sort of feeling from it as well yeah. because it just carries on. Like Yeah, of course. And yeah. like uh, getting up and putting, your, putting yourself in that situation every day, like when worst comes to worst, when the worst situations are happening, you're showing up. Yeah. essentially you know yeah, yeah, which is yeah. just one of the most brave amazing things like yeah. I, I just take so much inspiration from it like you yeah. know like to thank, thank you from the whole of Ireland no it would go that far because it could be anyone you know so yeah. what's the um, obviously we can't go through anything could happen in your day how many are you guys getting called out a lot like what like how yes often? it depends I guess on a here in Baldonnell, it just the emphasis is on other thing, other things, not just kind of the primary air ambulance care. And um, that's more of an EAS and Athlone. We we'll talk about that in a sec. But mm. on a day-to-day -day basis here, in number three ops wing and and in the fixed wing, number one ops wing, the fixed wing guys, the, the routine tends to be kind of similar. Where there'd be a morning brief at nine o'clock to we'd have it the previous morning, which to lay out the plans for the day, the crews for the day, the aircraft state, the technicians have all the aircraft, how many hours are left on them and all the, you know, the, what's wrong with each one of them, how many there is on the ramp. And <laughs> Fires everywhere. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> and they're, they have that down to a T, you know, and, yeah, then, of course. and then the day kicks off with um, whatever training flights are planned and the crews just, everybody knows their kind of place and they go about their business and then, of course, you have to like the air traffic control and those guys are in the tower waiting for the calls then for flight plans and the fire crew are on standby and you know, then the, as the day goes on, it just rolls into PC9s, the flight training school flying there, mm. we're flying up the mountains maybe, we're doing different things and the, the fixing guys are doing their own thing and just it all just kind of mixes in, but there's a lot yeah. of stuff happening. And then let's say in Athlone then, it's a different setup where there's a morning brief at eight o'clock and then, then we just wait for, for some call, which like we generally have like two to three calls on average per day. Really? Which could be anywhere for in the country. For a helicopter to go somewhere? Yeah, so based on that three, you, three a day? It could be three or more, yeah. Sometimes five, sometimes six, it depends. Whoa. It depends how much we can fit into the, into the day. And is there a common, like, that's not even the right word, common request? <laughs> like, what's yeah. like, you know, we have a request, we've got something. Yeah, like, yeah. What's, what would be the most, is there a common call out or is every situation just so different? It's different. You've got the regular, um, the regular trauma things. So, um, horse riding accidents, you've neck injuries from rugby, be kind of common, you'd have any sort of trauma, any yeah. people falling off things, people do things, especially, and it depends on the weather. So you have the summery fine days, you tend to be more kind of maybe sports injuries and stuff. And then yeah. the wintry days could be slips and falls. And then other days could be, you know, heart attacks, like cardiac yeah. arrest, you have your children, like, or like, Burns, like, and just, oh, it's, just it's, everything. It's yeah. Magic, yeah, it's funny because yeah. how small I was thinking when I think of helicopter rescue, I think of like um, a woman on the side of a cliff hanging off yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. and like you know they come in and they're jumping yeah, down yeah, and they're swinging yeah. people home, and really it can't always oh, can't it's be that so dramatic. Has yeah. yeah. um, and obviously without going into like too much detail about any situation, I know you can't you know talk about every single thing to do mm. with the army. What has there, you know, you how long have you been doing this again? Uh, how many years? Um, well, I've been in the Air Force since two thousand and two, so. So it's 19. Yeah. Um, but so the 18, yeah. Out of, out of those, you've probably experienced more than anybody could in a lifetime. Has it, it does much shake you anymore? Like, are you ever surprised getting calls in? Or was there that one moment or one experience where you're like, whoa, I don't think anything's going to really top that? I 
don't, there's nothing that jumps out as been something that really kind of struck me as bizarre or, or kind of ingrains my mind, there's nothing. Um, but I, I think the air ambulance in that loan really opens your eyes to, to I suppose, maybe some of the tragedy that people have to encounter, like, you know, where there's people that lose their eyes and, and there's other people there and standing back from it, looking in. Yeah. and you're doing your best to get them to where they need to go but unfortunately there's times that you just can't mm. but it, it, as I said earlier it kind of makes you appreciate what you have yeah and, and, actually and that, I think that, that just kind of that always shines true rather than an, an incident or something that would stand out as, as just one one item yeah yeah and it's amazing yeah. that you brought that up again actually as you said that I was going to bring it back to what you said being grateful uh, do, you, do you feel like you, you get some serious satisfaction from just doing this job yeah. all of the time like from that like you, it's very good to know that you are doing something good. Mm. Like waking up every day, you are doing something good. Like there's no question that when you get up in the morning to come and do something that it's for the yeah. greater good and probably what keeps you in it. Is that, mm. do, do, you, do you find that you have a bit of an emotional bank bank account that you, you know, yeah. you, that you get from it a bit? I suppose, yeah. Like, do you know, it kind of come away a little bit from, you have the, the front end of, of the pinpoint of it, which is the, the guys who are actually on the ground and they've been delivered by a helicopter to an area, whatever it is, or, or the guys in the maritime patrols who find these vessels that may have drugs and stop these million euro shipments of, of drugs coming into, into our countries and stuff like that. And the guard air support guys catching these criminals. Like, that's the pinpoint end. Like, but like behind that, like, you have just literally just behind that, you have the pilots need to be trained and then they can't be trained without. Mm syllabus and a syllabi and a support from the air corps in terms of the administration side and the operation side and then behind that then you have you can't go anywhere without aircraft on the ramp and without mm. the, the the guys in the back the the air crew um be it fixed wing or rotary like so there's just a million things so really the front end is the is the is that bit but equally everybody in that step has an equal amount of passion that, that pushes it forward, I think. Yeah, really, like, what do you, where do you think that passion comes from in people? Because, like, again, it's not like, I have, not, I'm not, um, I have no idea what you're paid or anything like that. Yeah. Like, all I can assume is that when I look at general, like, nurses, healthcare, emergency, mm. it does seem like we're underfunded or mm. that we don't really have as much as we might need. Yeah. Um, so I suppose, like, do you, where do you think that passion comes from in people? Is it the greater good? Is it the... You know, because you're not like most people are probably not getting in it so much for you know when to make a million quid. Yeah, well, it's certainly not about the money. Um, like that's that's quite obvious, and that's been in the newspapers, and that's across all emergency services. Not that's not just us. That's the whole country is kind of begging for that. But really, I think it's the 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 pride or the sense of achievement maybe that would come with it. Like, which is quite it's a very rewarding job. Yeah. Um, but equally, you know, if you're going in doing the same thing every day in an office, like that gets boring and no amount of money in the world for me personally that isn't attractive to me like it's it's the randomness of what's going to happen today like that, that yeah. I love that like yeah, you just yeah. don't know yeah exactly no yeah, idea where you'd be going or what you'd be doing like sometimes it, it can be quite predictable however just the drop of a hat you get a call and you're you don't know where you're going. And that or. adrenaline comes through the yeah, body yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You, that you experience. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like how, so you've been in here, you've been over 10 years, yeah. easily, over yeah. 10 years. Yeah. But do you remember your first ever flight? Oh, yeah. My first ever flight was in the Marchetti, which was, it would have been September 2002, where we got one flight before we went down to do our military training. So they, they kind of give you a taster to say, this is what it's like. Right. And then they send you off down to the Curra and you hope you see that light at the end of the tunnel and you yeah, keep going yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of keeps you going it gives you that fire um definitely helps but funnily enough that first flight that i had was with um commandant rory o'connor at the time who was oc officer commanding at the flight training school and he is now the brigadier general general officer commanding of the air corps so he's been kind of ahead of us the whole way through but i remember that flight so well um, before I we went to the Curra, but that was my first experience in an air career. And what yeah. was the, like, what's the, what was the, like, obviously, like, you've been doing your training and stuff before you hop in the start. Is this, like, when you started flying now, you're just like, okay, this is it now. This yeah. Is it. This is it. Like, I, I know, I know what I'm going to do now from yeah. now on. Yeah. It was, was it everything you wanted it to be? Yeah, it was. I remember he did a loop uh, where he kind of pulled up into a loop to loop and then he went around over the top. In a helicopter? 
No, no, I was in a, in a plane. You could try. How <laughs> <laughs> successful, yeah, yeah, successful would you say that would be? Not great. Uh, not yeah. great, I wouldn't say. But, yeah, apologies, yeah, I was thinking I, of a helicopter, yeah, yeah. Uh, a helicopter uh, flight. So what type of, uh, you were in a jet, was it? Or a it just a, a, a single engine piston aircraft. It was the previous version of what we have now, which is a PC-9. Um, it was the, the Marchetti Italian aircraft. Um, small twin-seater um, trainer aircraft, but... I remember distinctly getting the G-force foot coming on and he, he pulled up into this loop and we were going vertical and then you tilt your head back and you, which is never, I've never experienced before yeah. that day was looking up over your head and seeing the horizon coming this way, like in an aircraft and the noise and everything and the G-forces and, but um, to feel like? I mean, that just had me caught like that day. I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Like, as you get to fly upside down, like. For such a calm individual, you job. love a good bit of adrenaline. <laughs> 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 so you hit the yeah. G-force. I've obviously never hit G-force in my life, probably yeah, on a yeah. roller coaster. Maybe, like, I don't even know how, uh, how to measure it properly. Mm. <laughs> on the Hulk in Universal yeah, Studios, yeah, exactly. I think it's a little bit different. <laughs> exactly, it's a little bit, uh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit different. So yeah. you get that feeling. What's that, what is that feeling like? Is it just your body being pulled back so much you can't move? Is yeah, it? it's kind of it's heavy on your body. Yeah. At that time, the Marchetti would have been two and a half, three 3G now, and the PC-9s, which is now our trainer, like go up to, I think it's seven or seven and a half, which is, you, if you were holding a one kilogram bag of sugar, that if you pull seven G, it would weigh seven. So it, yeah, it yeah. multiplies everything. So even your body organs get pulled down. I think your heart at seven G gets pulled down five or six inches in your chest and your body organs. And you can cause kind of capillary bursts in your elbows and your backside and your heels and stuff. It's heavy on the body. Yeah, yeah. And Tiring. how many times have you kind of Tiring. hit that? <laughs> like, have you been, how many times have you had that feeling in your life? Yeah, good luck, yeah. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Like, you know? I get very used to it. It's like anything, you know, it's like yeah. driving a car. Yeah, it's like, just, oh, here we go again. Just get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not just so much in the helicopters now, but yeah. in the fixing side of things, it was cool for a while and yeah. uh, I, I loved that as well. Yeah. It was great. So it started off, in, it started off with planes. That's yeah, how it yeah, started. Yeah. That's yeah. how it started. And yeah. it was, was it very young? Was it something you were introduced to? Was it Bernard? Uh, sorry, I'm pointing at the camera behind him. He's <laughs> over there because he said he smelled the fuel. Yeah. And that's what got him going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's into fuel now. But, uh, <laughs> where did you grow up, Bernard? Yeah, yeah, where are you going, Bernard? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't yeah. this, it wasn't the smell of uh, jet fuel. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. It was the. Um, yeah, I think what really got me was that first loop-de-loop. -loop. I remember it so clearly, like, it's such a clear memory. And it's not funny, I never would have thought of it only if you brought it up there. Yeah, that's why yeah. I, this, I, I love getting into yeah. this. Like, so mm. when you were, um, obviously you went in at 22 years old, this is when yeah. this all started, yeah. Beforehand, did you feel, was it when you were a kid, were you like, I wanted to do this? Was mm. it when you were a teenager? Or was it like, you were so sick of doing the office stuff because you just could see what everybody else was doing that you just needed to be a part of that? Well, I lived close to Shannon Airport at home and I remember seeing the Concorde and stuff that used to go down. We used to go down to Shannon Airport to watch it. That was years ago and, and I suppose maybe that was in there somewhere, but I wouldn't have been massively passionate about aviation at the time. Um, but I think it might have been, I obviously did aeronautical engineering in college, which kind of started to grow it. And even that I was kind of a bit unsure. Um, but it was really, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was the, the job really where I really was into the aviation. I knew that was there. But this part of it wasn't really for me. Like, um, it was a nice thing to have done, definitely, mm. um, and it helped with knowledge going forward. But um, yeah, it's up the front is the thing that's that's what drives me. Like, it's yeah, of course, the hands-on and and the change and how it changes every day, especially with the helicopter thing. It's it's not runways or it could be fields. You could land in a we landed in a housing estate on on Tuesday, like <laughs> to pick up somebody like in the you know, well, well, this like um, in this, so yeah, this this thing. Into the green air in the housing estate. Somebody was in somebody needs to be brought to hospital. Oh, that and is then crazy. There's ambulances there and they secure the area and you land in and there's a lot of people and that's cool, like you never think you're gonna do that's that. That's the like. coolest thing I've ever yeah, yeah, heard in my life. It's, it's weird. Oh, how does that feel? That's good. Are you kind yeah. of screaming at the air? Just, just get off the field. Yeah, you're so alert, like yeah, yeah. it's wheelie bins We're and everywhere. The Astro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. be careful, yeah. Big yeah. man has a different uh, different vehicle to this, but it's strange. Yeah, we're going up in the world. Uh, so bring me to a scenario. Uh, so apology. I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to bring you every direction. I just mm. have so many ideas bouncing. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so interesting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so let's take my scenario. We're yeah. on the cliffs or more. There's some mm. lady hanging on. She's able to hang on for the next couple of hours, right? Yeah, yeah. Because um, she has super arms. Yeah. Uh, Bernard was telling me about. Uh, there's a. Um, what's the golden hour? And why you kind of relating that to a different thing that he was telling me about? Is that um, that as in when you get there's an hour between. A certain, I, I can't, maybe I'm butchering this. There's a situation where there's a golden hour. 
I um, think that's more from a maritime kind of rescue situation. Right. If somebody's in the sea, um, maybe kind of hypothermic. It probably yeah, it's more maybe hypothermic or after lost in the mountains that when people get um, saved or whatever, want of a better expression, when the emergency services yeah. arrive, whatever inform whatever form that might be, mm. that they the adrenaline function that keeps them alive or that has been keeping them taken over like which is pretty strong like your body's mm -hmm. reaction when they get help then that begins to reduce like and as they say it is about an hour then before that could become fatal so somebody if you're so it could be yeah, maritime in the sea or you could be in the mountains or hypothermic and then there's a rescue so that could be just like the helicopter might fly over right and you're like oh so yes. once your body realizes that there could be a possibility of any yeah. sort of help, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there, there, it starts to go, okay, I'm in hands now. I'm yeah, in, I'm, I'm in the hands of yeah, other people now. Yeah. But the, and what it can be bad then is if that if if people who go to those situations aren't properly equipped, then you could be really kind of delaying that time to getting this person to care if they don't have the equipment to keep, take care of them. For example, yeah. hypothermic like something simple like yeah, um, but it doesn't take much to help now. But um, it's something to watch out for, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, sorry, bring it back to the scenario. <coughs> we, uh, we, have, the cliff. Uh, we have Lucy. Super arms. Super arms, Lucy. She, all she does is arms. Doing pull-ups. Yeah, yeah. yeah pull-ups <laughs> in the gym only. No, just skinny legs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no leg day whatsoever. <laughs> She's hanging there. Yeah. Uh, you're, uh, the big beacon goes off in here. You get an alert of some sort. Uh, is it? Yeah. I, I can't remember the name of it. Is it Echo? Is, is that the highest level of? Is the echo call? I can't remember. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm doing all this based off of loose conversations <laughs> I've had with Bernard. Movies, uh, movie, and movies most likely. Yeah, of course. So yeah, you get yeah. that call. The red light goes off. What happens here? Um. Yeah, well, yeah. So, on the well, EAS in particular would be a good example. So, um, the call comes in. There's a discussion as to whether we launch or not. Um, yeah. It's nothing to do with the call, it's nothing to do with the patient, it's nothing to do with what is going on. We don't, we don't even get that information at that stage. Um, but quickly, there needs, there needs to be um, a weather decision made as to whether it's safe to bring the aircraft out. So that's the first thing you that's check That's the first the thing, yeah. That the before the any, there's no point in putting five or six lives now in danger for another person. And is, is there, what, what's, how, how, do you, how do you rate it? Like, is there just a certain level of, like, does it have to be very clear? Does it have to be? No, we just we have our own limits, whether it's aircraft limits based on the aircraft flight manual or whether it's the operation procedure limits that are here in the Air Corps. We have certain limits and if they're below those limits, great. If they're outside those limits, we don't go. And, and when we say no or if we said no, uh, if one person of the crew says no, then we don't go and we don't get any more information about that call. So you don't okay. tend to get that guilty feeling like, God, I, take for example, yeah. you have the lady hanging from the cliff with the big arms and she's quite healthy and strong and you go, you know, can you go? Or the weather is borderline. Or we leave it. You know, she'll be okay. Someone will get to her. Like, yeah. But then you have the situation of, it's a three-month-old baby that like needs to get to hospital, and we can't get them there. And that's in your mind is a different scenario. Yeah, like that potentially you could result in you going. Like maybe oh, you're, you're you willing, shouldn't. You're willing to take that. You're willing, willing to take that risk. Yeah. So generally, that's taken out of it for us. It's a weather call. Can we go or not? And then we go. Yeah, we can go. And is there anything? And on route, then we get the information. Yeah. Okay, on route, yeah. on route, you're, when like, we're on you're, way, you're, yeah. in, you're in this situation as it's yeah, going. Yeah, 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 so we'd get going and we'd, the aircraft commander would start the aircraft and then the rest of the guys come down in their own time and they're finished doing their jobs and the co-pilot has his navigation plan done and we get up and we get going on the initial heading and the crewman in the back does a route brief and he's, there's wires here and there's aerial farms here and there's high ground here and there's a town here and there's a prohibited area and there's an airfield and all these things and you get all this information. Yeah, there. Yeah, 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 and then the, the, the uh, co-pilot thing the landing area and the LZ, the, where we're going to be going and what it's looking like and where the wires are and the safety. And then when all that's done, we get, right, look, it's a 30 year old lady just hanging from the <laughs> cliff and she's got strong arms. Yeah, yeah, You only get that yeah, at, she'll at the end. Of it. She'll actually make it on her yeah, arms yeah, yeah. Uh, So are there any calls that you are not, like, so it's all about risk based mm -hmm. off of whoever. So can I ask you, like you, so are you the head of your team? Is, is that what, what like? On the day, the aircraft um, commander, yeah, would, would make the call to go or, no, or not to go. Um, the advanced paramedic uh, would make the call as to whether it's clinically viable, like whether it's, it, it'll, there's any point in us going. We, can, we don't know anything about that. So um, he'll decide whether it's worth going. 
he'd say, yeah, we can take that task. And then we make, we make a weather decision then to whether we go or not. Right, okay. And yeah. is there uh, been some very tough decisions you've had to make over, over Oh yeah, sure. You'd, you'd be en route to things and you'd have accepted the job based on the weather. That's what we call a text weather. You know, you can look at the radar radar and you can look at the, the weather on the phone and you can look at the screens and you can see all the camera images, but sometimes there's just some anomaly that catches you out. Like, yeah. and there's no way of predicting that. Yeah. could be a fog bank and you just can't get through it or it's right over the town that you're in and you just don't know. Right. But those you have to turn back because you can't risk yeah, you can't, yeah, everybody you else. Like, yeah. And that, that, and that person can go by road is, and maybe, yeah, yeah. So that's, this, this is such an, uh, there's so much just going on with this job. Yeah, yeah. A job, I don't even know what yeah, they call yeah, it, more yeah. lifestyle, more like, yeah. uh, do you find it hard to turn off, like uh, turn the job off? Can be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially now it's busy, like, um, but again, I suppose a lot of people, pyramid, you just keep going, yeah, you just, yeah, like you get calls all the time and that's fine. Like if it comes to a point where you get massively stressed so you don't want to be in it, like mm. then you can, you know, me not being around isn't going to have a massive effect really. Like they're, the show will go on without yeah, us in the ground. Like, yeah, yeah. We're all valuable in our own way, but like equally, this this thing is going to roll on for many years after I go or whatever, whenever I finish up. Okay. So yeah, in, in, when you take that mindset, it's easy to switch off. Yeah. And does, um, and for you guys, is there is there a lower age of retirement for people in the uh, Irish Air Corps? Not really, no, no, no. Um, there's a, a pilot mandatory mandatory retirement age. I'm not sure what it is, um, but for us, no, we can kind of keep going to kind of 55, 60. I think is depending on your rank and as a defence force is cut off, I don't yeah. even know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Whenever, it's too far down the yeah, road. Yeah, yeah, way too far. We get there eventually, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I'm telling you, my brain is going everywhere because <laughs> I just have so many different things to ask you. So the other thing that popped into my brain, so we'll just go with my childish brain topics yeah, 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 yeah. and let's feel free to interrupt me because I'm more interested in what you have to say. <laughs> but uh, how many helicopters are on this base at the moment? <clears throat> we have six of the 129 helicopters here. And we have two EC-135s, they're our training helicopters, and then the guards have two of their own EC-135s as well, but they're guard aircraft. And we saw planes coming out here, what about planes? So planes, we have uh, two Kazas, we have um, the Learjet, um, and we have a bunch of PC-9s, uh, there's eight of those. Right. As well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you, tra you're, you, train, you train people to fly? Yep. Right, so yep. first day on the job, I'm coming in, Hi Shane, nice to meet you, how are you getting on? I want to fly a uh, helicopter. <coughs> What's well, crack? <laughs> <laughs> Lucy's on a lift. It's on a cliff. We need to oh go. God. It's only me and you left. If somebody comes in in a couple of years and said that, I will laugh. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Uh, that's a good question, though. That, just come back to that. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Do. So, that, yeah. yeah. Luckily for us, we don't get them from like zero. So like, <laughs> yeah. It's not a, like That's a driving the, test where you can get yeah. to fill out the theory test. <laughs> it, yeah. well, question one. Yeah, yeah. The weather. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, for, for us, it's, we have guys that have a, a basic aviation knowledge. Like, so they actually, the guys who do that, answer that question are the guys in the flight training school and they have an, <laughs> an equally hard job, you know, of, yeah. of taking guys off the street and turning them into military pilots, like, which is a difficult task. Like, yeah, definitely. And in a short time frame too, you know, so that's, that's another, just cogging the big yeah. wheel that keeps rolling but um yeah we get them and they they know nothing about helicopters obviously so we've got to do some ground school and got to do some theory we've got to do some teaching about the helicopter like you know um what we call tech type um and then we just got to ease them into it gently with straighten levels and mm. climbing ascending and all those things that we kind of find boring but then you kind of get into it like that passion kind of reignites again when you see a guy that's like equally as passionate and he's just he has it like yeah, the, it, there's a moment where like in any sort of skill when you just keep doing it and do yeah. it. there's always going to be a pain period yeah. you know a big pain period mm. of like <clears throat> i suppose on the other side of pain they say is that's where you know you're going to find most success like you need to get past a certain level of pain in order to find that success yeah. Yeah. and uh, i feel that there always is a, a moment when you keep doing something long enough whether no matter what skill it is where it clicks and all of that information that you had all of that stuff where you're like was questioning before yeah. finally is useful yeah, like yeah. Uh, all those failures all those things yeah. was it um, was it an easy road for you to become a helicopter pilot no it's difficult it's difficult for everybody i mean um it's uh it's as i said we're always continually learning so you know we can we get taught by you know instructors on helicopters who are still serving now and and have worked with me over the years who are my instructors back in the day and mm. years ago and you know you, you you just take it on and uh, yeah, it's hard to learn at the time and you feel really kind of hard done by sometimes and 
but you're just going to suck it up and you do what they tell you and then that transfers nicely into when you do your own instructor's course that you can take the best parts of the guys yeah. that went before you and then maybe put them into one little bundle and then you deliver that to somebody else and then you hope that when they come through that they'll take the best parts of of, of me and the best parts of some other guys and then they'll and that's what is development that's what yeah. that's what makes everyone better like and what do, what, what do you find is the main thing that people find difficult about flying if when they do fall into like like when they do kind of hit that oh my god this is actually so like there, there is just such a skill level to this like is there a certain like moment where you're like you notice people are struggling or like or is it different for everybody yeah it's different for people like you'd have some guys would be very good um in terms of hand-eye coordination maybe they'd be good flyers like but then sometimes the decision making process mightn't be great or you have guys that might be really good at flying and then take that out of it they're really good at decision making but when you put the two of them together that's kind of what you want I suppose is the guy that can fly has a low capacity for flying but he can make really good decisions like that's kind of what you want like because yeah. you can teach like they can teach, we teach monkeys to fly like. it's so a, you yeah. can teach it's a machine at the end of the day you can teach people to fly yeah but yeah. the quality is the quality of the decisions that they make at the end of the day is going to determine whether in an emergency they make it or in bad weather that they make a right decision and they come back alive and not put themselves in a worse situation yeah and then like what like do you do you, do you know how do you know somebody is has there ever been a situation where you're just like oh god I, I wouldn't even though this person is trained up and so on as well it, it, do, do you make the decision of whether they fly is that yeah you, like, yeah you make that decision of like, yeah, you know, decision. this is johnny it's not happening today yeah it's not going to happen for a while this yeah. is what you need to work on and there's no yeah and you have to you know you have to make that decision as a flight examiner you need to make those decisions if a guy isn't up to it he's not up to it like yeah it's in his own it's in his own safe and his own interest like for his own safety yeah, of course it's not uh yeah, yeah. again yeah. coming from a person who literally just jumped into an interview of like the the, the things that would pop into yeah. my head so you're uh you're, you're flying have you only ever flown in ireland or have you trained anywhere else oh yeah well, we fly um throughout europe we bring aircraft for maintenance and stuff and we bring them around and we do regular visits to the uk and air shows and stuff so we can fly around have you been you've been part of air shows before have you yeah yeah oh yeah, brilliant yeah, happy yeah, days yeah, yeah, it's been good yeah yeah so that's where you get to do all that's your like a gentle loops. gentle reward yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of fun a bit of fun yeah you have to give you a little sure, bit of fun machine yeah. every <laughs> now and again yeah. you can't that's be saving losing off the cliff every week that's a solo, yeah, you know yeah. so what yeah well, let's get on to the fun aspects of it you know have you like what what kind of what what has been your fun moments in it yeah obviously you're coming in here every day and it's it, it uh, like anything you know helicopters planes anything new when it first starts out it's it's so amazing and amazing amazing and of course you've kept your passion and it's always going to be something that you love but have there been has there been a few moments where you're just like oh, i actually can't believe i get to do this like i can't believe because like when yeah. i see other people i'm like i can't believe they get to do this yeah and yeah, yeah. Like, we're like i can't believe it there's a couple of things like you know it's all yeah the display stuff is great like you have to fly helicopters like low level at 100 100 feet like in at you know really high angles of bank and really push them to the limits of their kind of flight envelope I suppose the peace of mind guys are the same they're doing max rate turns in four aircraft all together like that's an amazing part of it um, some of the more I think interesting stuff for me would be some of the kind of special forces stuff for your night vision goggles with two and three aircraft in the pitch black at night up the mountains and it's just black like it's dark and you got guys in the back and you need to take them from one place to another place and you know that kind of stuff is just and you you're there flying in you land in these places with there's three aircraft all in this small space and it's dark and dark at night like and you're you can see everything fine everything's hunky dory and then you flip up your goggles and it's like you know, like black dark there's no seeing it like no no wow. that's that that for me is something i love like that's, that's out of a film. <laughs> yeah, that's it is, something yeah, that's yeah. straight out of a film. Yeah, machine. it's wild, yeah. 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 So when's yeah. the last time you did something like that? Um, last week. It was about two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it happens regularly, like, yeah. yeah. I was looking for my water there. It's, uh, so it's regular enough, is, yeah. I'm in, it's hiding from me, sorry. So, uh, I'm coughing all over you. It is, um... So two weeks ago, you yeah. had night fishing goggles on. What time? Like four o'clock in the morning, three ah, and I just want to get dark, like so from seven o'clock onwards, like it's just dark, so yeah, night vision matter. goggles on. Yeah, yeah. So, do you have your own personal pair of night vision goggles here? No, no, we just we just draw a set, no. like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Money, I'm on. Night soccer or something. <laughs> uh, no, I just draw them and, um, from stores, and uh, yeah, you take them for that night and you sign them back in. What do your family think of your job? Yeah, they like it, yeah. Um, I don't know, they didn't know a huge amount about it. Um, 
my wife is obviously in the thick of it, like she gets all the the daily updates and what's going on and what's good and what's bad. Like she'd probably tell you a better a version of the story now. She could tell you another yeah, version yeah. of the story yeah. now to, to mine. But um, yeah, at home they know the environment, so I keep them updated with what we're doing and what's going on like day to day. So it's um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. What's the missus up to at the moment? Does she do herself? Uh, she's an estate agent uh, there in Dublin, so. Happy days, and you yeah, obviously yeah. bring her in a helicopter to show off the houses. <laughs> That's it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, do you have moments? Um, do you so obviously fly these helicopters as well? Um, do you do you ever do you have a personal situation where you, do you have your own helicopter? I know people have helicopters and bring your wife, family around just for for fun outside of all of this yeah. craziness. I, I haven't, um, it's something I'd like to do eventually, but um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't done that, I haven't gone off uh, flying outside really outside the air corps. Um, so, um, it's something I will do eventually, but yeah. Yeah, you definitely owe it to yourself when it's, when it's on. Hard to, uh, match. to be honest, exactly. <laughs> that's, that was what I was saying. I was like, that's like beat. getting rid of a Mercedes and getting yourself yeah. a Punto a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. All it's, to impress your missus. It's kind of yeah, like uh, away from having a fancy well. car and then yeah, renting, exactly, a, renting yeah. a small car for rental companies. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Again, it's just the perspective. Like, well, this, yeah. Listen, we have experience driving a Volkswagen. Yeah, I'm not driving this. So, what's. So obviously these helicopters here have just ridiculous amounts of capabilities that outside of a normal helicopter. Yeah. What's the uh, what are the main features like are cool features that kind of stand out to you that you love about these helicopters? Um, I think the kind of clip in clip out system that they have. So um, you, know, you can just take these seats and take them out, and you can change that into back to back seats for trooping. Maybe you can add in base plates here that the guys can clip onto so they can you know you can have snipers at the doors you can have parachute jumping guys all ready to go like you know seven eight of them um we have these fast rope arms that run out here and then you know you can bring bunches of guys with the ropes and then you kick out the ropes and they go onto buildings onto ships onto you know for rapid kind of deployment of special forces guys um and it's all just in one machine like it's one platform and then the air ambulance machine is just this rack here or this rail it's for a stretcher, so you put in a stretcher, it goes um, across the cabin there and you can put in life port machines and you can put in this oxygen and like that's just another thing that's just taken out and again, if that happens, like the techs get the call and they say we need the aircraft in the ambulance configuration and it goes on a ramp and it just, it just gets done quick, like it's wow. amazing. Like. Yeah, it, is. it actually yeah. is, I can't believe really is, that yeah. all that goes on in, in here, obviously yeah. that's what it's built for, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's... Uh, it's a bit you don't see, I guess, like I said already, you have the business end where the, the aircraft arrives on scene and that's what everybody sees and that's the bit that's on the news and that's the bit that is in the newspaper like but just behind it is so much like yeah and it really like, is the, um, the the thing about it is is that like this is where this is what piques my interest it's almost what made me want to start something like this um you know because i actually am genuinely interested in the stories of people and so on as well the uh so obviously you've had some amazing experiences here as well is there any chance you could tell me a little bit more about like, maybe some of the experiences that you have really amazing experience or, or close calls or anything like that that kind of springs to your mind um, close calls because in the news lately the helicopters haven't really been getting the definitely not something that we can get into sure, of course, yeah. but just, as you just mentioned it there the news this is what you see this is what you see but what we don't see is Oshima grab coming out here whole team oxygen this that and the other people coming yeah. out possible snipers loads of different things mm. going on I haven't had any close calls, like, there's nothing... Too good at your job. Despite all the... Oh, God, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but, uh, Please don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> what are we calling you? <laughs> I've got good uh, supervision, as I would say. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't do nothing jumping out as... I'd like to tell you a story about something that happened, but it's nothing really that stands out as being particularly bad or good. anything. That's good, Which news. is probably a good thing. Yeah, that's like, why I'm know, sitting again, here. Again, this is my... Yeah, um, that's why you're here as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. My movie brain is like, where's, where's the... Uh, where's the sniper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What can go wrong? One hand out the window. Mm. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I... Yeah. Um, on the other side, there's been so many... So many good things. God, I don't even know where to start with the good ones because all the ambulance missions are, are insane. Like, the troop transport stuff is mad. Like, it's just... Yeah. Yeah, so, so it, it seems to be more of like probably a blur of all this just big feeling into one thing, possibly yeah. just been doing it for so long. Yeah, there's one actually kind of jumping, that's kind of springs to my mind here, um, it's kind of juggling my memory now, was we were, after landing in Sligo and we were retasked, and it's not really in, uh, in it's not really a, a massive mission output, but it was just what happened in a few minutes. The weather was really poor and we were coming out of Sligo, uh, out of the IT, so we landed in to do a, um, a demonstration for a bunch of medical students that we had, had been requested. So. 
we were just landed in and they were all ready and as we, were, we put the engines to idle to kind of start the shutdown process and we got a call um, so we had to take the call so we put the engines back up and it was really bad weather getting in so obviously we're going to have to battle that back going out so we lifted um, out of the football pitch in really poor weather and my task at that point was just to navigate around Sligo Town and out through the kind of gaps there in the mountains and get down country which is kind of a job in itself and then but in that two minute period where I was doing that bit the crewman in the back of the aircraft was getting the roof route brief together and he was preparing his maps and he was getting the next phase of the flight done this, nobody said anything now because mm. it was everyone was just busy in Rome so we all as a crew split up I was flying the crewman was doing his route brief and route pack for the next phase the advanced paramedic was on the radio getting all the details of this patient information of where it was mm. the co-pilot was listening to that and he started putting in the using the iPad with an iPad for navigation he started putting in like where the LZ is the landing zone started looking at the landing zone and within about two minutes everybody came back in and just instantaneously there was the I'm still flying next thing there's like right this is where we're going this is the crack this is the obstacles en route here's the wind farms here's the all these things that were yeah. potential obstacles like for me and I was kind of navigating roads really low level and slow and stuff and then the co-pilot comes in with this is where we're going this is where we're landing this is the story and then came in the patient information and that was all within the space of like maybe three minutes like. so like a huge amount of information and things happened in that three minutes that that's one that, that jumps out and it wasn't even that the outcome was good it was just no, that, that yeah, that's phase it was just incredible yeah. insane not a lot of people get to experience yeah, that yeah. You know? and again it's a bit that's away from the the photographs and the news reports and yeah, stuff like that, exactly that happens internally in the yeah. aircraft and nobody thought anything of it mm. that was our job until we got back and I was like that was just amazing and then everybody started thinking God, God it was kind of pretty cool like, yeah yeah <laughs> but it happens all the time yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. only yeah, just yeah. that day I noticed it yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly mm. so you, you never yeah I suppose like listen it's, 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 it's hard to it's because you're not thinking about these things coming in all the time like oh how do I have a good story you're just doing it you know to do it as well yeah yeah the um so you've been you've been through so much mm. as you've been through so much when it comes to all of this like it's 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 really amazing man it's like really amazing i'm like absolutely just blown away by your stories and like yeah. everything you know would you say like to yourself like what's the, what's the favorite now what's the favorite vehicle that you have access to or aircraft i should say excuse me <laughs> that you have access to that you just love don't mind saving Lucy. Don't mind saving Lucy. Just uh, in like in fun terms. Uh, the apocalypse is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's gone except for you. You have a choice of aircraft to hop into to fly around now to get your G Force going. What is it? I think the EC135 there is. Uh, this is the miniature helicopter. Yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. The smaller one. Yeah. Miniature. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's only like three tons of. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, probably that. It's really kind of sporty. Um, yeah, really sporty, kind of nimble, quick machine. Like, um, it's really well able to handle like tight turns and big high angle bank maneuvers. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, this one is a bit clunkier, like, but it, the autopilot systems in this are amazing. It's a different kind of level yeah. of amazing. But if you could amalgamate two of them into one machine, it'd be incredible. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> it, yeah. So what you're looking for is one of these. Yeah. Some, something that size with this capability is the capability is the handling of that will be tip top so yeah. obviously all I know realistically is the difference between litres and cars you know you got your three litres or two yeah, litres yeah, yeah. what's the difference in these and like how is it usually measured like have, is it just more it's more powered or heavier or this would be like um, the one five would be like driving a kind of high powered coupe kind of car type effort not quite a sports car but in that range mm -hmm. Um, where it's fairly nimble and, and enjoyable to drive and then this would be like driving um kind of high powered transporter or something yeah. like that. Oh, okay, yeah. A bit of space in the back, yeah. it still goes like yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah, a bit yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you you've gone through your training and stuff as well. Um, does that that includes skydiving, parachutes? Air, like, have you have you been through all of that as well? Yeah, I did. That, yeah. Yeah. We don't do it as a, a something over here. I just did it as a holiday, I guess. That's probably right, yeah, most so, want of a better phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we went to Spain with a bunch of mates from home. We did a skydive course, we did a free fall course, and then um, yeah, to bring you from zero to jumping on your own in like uh, eight eight jumps. Right, and then I jumped. Um, I did a few military jumps as well to get the military power wings. You have to do five jumps out of an air, a military the aircraft. What's difference between a military one and a normal? Oh, it's the same, um, but with that qualification, it allows you to jump with the military guys oh, rather okay. than getting trained by them because they're kind of busy. Right. Um, 
So you just get to do five jumps out of a military aircraft and get your parachute wings, but it was actually out of one of these helicopters. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, jumping out of a perfectly good helicopter. Yeah. So in the, in the court, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. It's all, Why would you yeah, jump out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes no sense. It's actually uh, on the bucket list now, and I've had to interview two people that have both done it, so I might yeah. have the, the, the fourth episode of me even Oh, I think out. so, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you can put it. On the GoPro, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah maybe you can you might be able to yeah. save me, actually, for whatever happens. <laughs> yeah, so we're in, the, we're in the base right now. Um, yep. So what's going on in this base? Do we have, we have, do we have um, you know, I don't know even what to call the official name. We have soldiers. Do we have um, people on here living here at the moment? Is yeah, it, yeah. You know, what, what's going on kind of here um, at the moment when it, in regards to people staying here? Is there offices? Yeah, there's well, there's, there's a military training school here that do all of the um, kind of recruit training, apprentice training, the technical school. You have, so you have apprentices in training. You've got recruits in training. Um, you'd have um, pilots and training in flight school and ground school um, you've got helicopter courses ongoing you've got flight instructors courses ongoing we're getting new aircraft and then next year pc-12 pilatus pc-12 they're they have an aircraft over so they're being trained at the moment so yeah 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 it's, uh, it's gonna be incredible yeah really um really kind of capable platform as well um it's a huge amount of stuff going on and um, there's our traffic control guys been trained there's and that's only the bits that I know of like there's so much stuff yeah. that happens daily like and yeah. there's a lot of people that kind of live on base and stay around um so it's kind of like it's, a little, it's own little ecosystem kind of yeah the campus of, uh, yeah kind of campus set up yeah and is it like a family around here like or what's the vibe yeah like, it is, is yeah, it very yeah. worky or is it because I feel like anybody that's part of an emergency services it never really is the normal uh, job you have uh, to have uh, the crack you have to have the love for each other uh, there is, yeah, it's like standard kind of lads banter like yeah a lot of that like yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah that's great and you have to stay staying i think everybody know. knows everyone everyone knows their task and while there is friction like there's always gonna be that friction when people want you know, i want something they can somebody else wants something else and you're gonna you know bang heads from time to time like which, that's just part of life isn't it like and yeah one person wins another person loses and you carry on and but yeah I have to admit, your philosophies of life uh, have been coming up here very, uh, <laughs> very like uh, to the point kind of person. You don't yeah. seem to be too worried about too much in regards so much, to not not that, that's actually probably a wrong statement. What I mean is, you don't seem to be too worried about the wrong things. You don't yeah. seem to be too worried about the wrong things. You seem to have what matters in place a little bit in your life. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just yeah, absolutely maybe, yeah. here. Maybe, but yeah. I feel like just talking to you. That's the way. Oh, it leads on to my next yeah. question nicely. Do you believe in aliens? <laughs> you right, so you've been you've been flying. You're being, you know, you're being as high as you could possibly, you know, go. I suppose, like, no, would it have been an astronaut? The, um, have you seen anything weird out there? No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cloud monsters, maybe. Cloud monsters, no, no yeah, UFOs. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's no, always like was, the slagging uh, in between the fixed wing guys would always be. Uh, they do a lot of instrument flying. Was called was flying in the clouds yeah. and stuff. And we tend not to. Uh, we were kind of more low level following rivers and roads and stuff to get where we need to go and yeah. they go high you know <laughs> but they're always slagging us about cloud monsters and oh don't go to the clouds go to the cloud monsters and i'm still yeah. have to see one but yeah. i'm still afraid of them just in case just in case they could be telling the truth like, course, yeah. so uh, like I'm still saying on this. So do you like, like, do you believe in aliens and stuff like that? Is that something that's like, what's your opinion? You know, I actually did it. I was going to do astronomy in college, would you believe? And, uh, I yeah. would believe it to be honest with you. That's Shane. the kind of stuff. You're, getting I, you're as close really, as you can <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I read a lot of those books and, and stuff and, uh, yeah, what that really kind of gets me going. Like there must be, there must be, there must be, yeah. It has to be aliens. Yeah. There must be. Uh, probably not landed just yet. Probably not something yeah. that we can catch or we'd probably bump into in our time, but, uh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you're, an absolute, you're an absolute amazing person. You're a gent. Thank you so much for watching the, and listening to the last or the last episode. Imagine, imagine the last episode. We're done now. Three and we're done. Well, the third episode of Now We're Talking. Uh, absolutely blown away uh, by Oshin. Oshin, thank you so much. I really, 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 really appreciate it. Uh, probably one of the most interesting conversations I've ever had. So. Yeah, it's been you're great. Gent. Thank yeah, you so nice much. To you. It was nice to meet you, man. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs>